Seriously Social News, your weekly news roundup on all that's new in the world of social media, the internet and technology. Welcome to Seriously Social News on Friday the 1st of March 2013. It has traditionally been a fairly expensive and complicated process for a small business to accept credit and debit cards at their premises. In the UK, you need to set up a merchant bank account and rent a credit card machine. As well as a monthly fee, credit card companies generally take a fee of between 2 and 4% per transaction. There have been a few companies that have tried to set up new systems to make this job a little easier and less expensive. One of those companies is called Square, set up by Twitter founder Jack Dorsey. This allows your iPhone or Android phone to take credit card payments with a free mobile card reader. Unfortunately, Square is only available in the US and Canada. Part of the reason for this is due to Europe having a slightly different system. PayPal launched a similar service in the US last year called PayPal Here, and the good news is that it is being launched in the summer in Europe. Although the card readers PayPal are offering won't be free, the good news, as well as it being available to both iPhone and Android users, is that there will be no monthly fee. This will mean small businesses will be able to accept debit and credit cards for PayPal's usual fee of around 3.5% plus 20 pence per transaction. If you are a small business owner, are you tempted by this? As always, let me know in the show notes. Seriously Social News Paid social network App.net announced it was going freemium this week. If you haven't come across App.net before, then do have a read of the article I wrote last year on the new social network. Almost all social networks are free because they use your information to use for advertising. CEO Dalton Caldwell set up App.net to be more developer-friendly after being frustrated by, in his view, the likes of Facebook and Twitter not supporting developers. When it was launched, App.net cost $50 per year to sign up as a standard user and $100 as a developer. This was later reduced to $36 per year as a user. A new, free membership tier has been introduced with limited features. Free users can only follow 40 users and can only sign up by firstly being invited by a paid member. Free members also get 500 megabytes of file storage, whilst paid members get 10 gigabytes. It is fair to say that App.net is a niche social network, but in my experience it has an exciting and vibrant community with more engagement. It's too early to say what the future will be like for App.net and whether businesses and brands should sign up, but I'd love to know what you think, so do let me know. Seriously Social Online cloud-based office system Microsoft Office 365 have just announced business-based subscriptions. If you get confused after looking at the various options available, you're not the only one. However, I've done my best to get my head around them for this podcast. There are six subscriptions which either include standalone applications or not. Office 365 incorporates the web versions of their Office Suite, hosted email, spam filtering and online storage. The basic hosted email exchange online subscription only allows the viewing of attachments. The small business subscription costs £3.90 per month and includes the web version of Office. Small business premium costs £10.10 per month and also includes full standalone applications of Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, OneNote, Access, Publisher and Link. All the small business subscriptions allow up to 25 users in their plans, so if you need more users, you'll need to opt for a medium business or enterprise plan which can support from up to 300 users and beyond. 
One advantage for businesses in opting for Office 365 is that you will always have the latest version and have access to your files via the online storage. Socially awesome. Yahoo! CEO Marissa Mayer has caused a lot of controversy in effectively banning homeworking from June. Marissa Mayer joined Google back in 1999 and became CEO of Yahoo! in July last year. Yahoo!, despite being the king of the internet in the 1990s, has been in a downward spiral in recent years and there was general consensus across many in the industry that Marissa Mayer could well be the person to change their fortunes. There hasn't been a huge shake-up since her arrival, apart from more updates from the photo-sharing app Flickr and a redesigned Yahoo! homepage. But a letter from Yahoo!'s Human Resources Department has caused quite a stir and a backlash. Part of the memo states, quote, To become the absolute best place to work, communication and collaboration will be important, so we need to be working side by side. That is why it is critical that we are all present in our offices, end quote. Some, such as Anne-Marie Slaughter from The Atlantic, have stated that such a decision may be one of the only ways to reverse Yahoo's decline and that Marissa Mayer's job is to be CEO, not a mum. However, there has been widespread alarm at the decision with high-profile criticisms from the likes of Richard Branson. Marketer and blogger Jeannie Dietrich puts it down to bad communication and lack of empathy. Do you work from home? What do you think? Do let us know. IAG.me Not great news this week for Facebook security when a security hacker Neil Goldschlager discovered a flaw in Facebook's OAuth system which gave access to every single Facebook profile. On his blog, he stated that he, quote, found a way in to get full permissions, read inbox, outbox, manage pages, manage ads, read private photos, videos, etc., over the victim account, even without any installed apps on the victim account. You'll be glad to know that Facebook have since fixed the problem, but perhaps it is another reminder to be careful what data you put into your social networks. Socially awesome. And finally, Google have launched a new way of signing in to third-party applications in a similar way to what you can currently do with Facebook. Google have slowly been beefing up their social network Google+, to help it compete with the rich data that Facebook stores on over 1 billion people. Both Twitter and Facebook have sign-in tools that allow you to sign in to certain websites without using a username or password. Google are hailing this new system as more secure, but there is some varied opinion as to whether or not this is the case. You've been listening to Seriously Social News from Ian Anderson Gray. You can follow Ian on Twitter at iag.me and on Facebook at facebook.com slash iag.me For all the latest, check out Ian's blog at www.iag.me This podcast is brought to you by Select Performers Internet Solutions. iag.me Seriously Social Socially awesome.